welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Nick, how are we doing today? Awesome. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Excited to record another episode here with you. I know. It's always so much fun. <laughs> it really is. So uh, right off the ta- top, wanted to... Um, so we went live with our podcast uh, basically a month ago. Right, yeah. right at the beginning of the year, yep. which is about a month ago. And so we've already released um, nine episodes with the 10th episode coming out on Super Bowl Sunday. So go Chiefs. Yes. And um, yes. so it's been interesting to track the results a little bit. Um, super excited about the number of listens which are, we've already got, which is well over 100, which is uh, something that we're proud of. Yeah, absolutely. I um, think it's great. But one thing we are not proud of is the feedback that we're getting from the community. And so yet we have gotten zero emails. Yeah, just the lack of. We just want more. We want something. Yes, we've gotten zero emails to the podcast at kcicrossfit.com yeah. email address. And so the benefit of that is is we really want to uh, listen to what the community has to say to help us with topics yep. and uh, things to talk about. Uh, that could be very apropos to your workout, your fitness, uh, and your nutrition. So our goal of sitting here and talking about these things and recording is to actually add value and to talk about things that the listeners want. Yep. So literally, if you're listening to this, if you're in your car, wherever you get, whenever you get to where you're going, if you have an idea, just shoot me an email, uh, podcast at kcicrossfit.com, and, uh, and we'll put it on the top of the list, something to talk about. So... All right, so today's episode, we are going to talk about the five ways that you are sabotaging your workout. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty dramatic, sabotaging. It is dramatic, yeah. We should put music in there where it's dramatic music. Yeah. But yeah, ways that you're actually sabotaging your workout, and maybe you don't know it, or maybe you haven't even thought that that could, could actually happen, but... Uh, unbeknownst to you, maybe there are, there are at least five ways that we can think of that that you're at least not helping yourself uh, get fitter. Yep. And that's this is your topic. Um, you came up with this one. So before we jump into the the five ways, what was your what was kind of your thoughts behind the uh, the overall topic as a coach? As a coach, uh, my it comes from just seeing people and and in the gym and and talking to people. Um, you know, we just see what people are doing or what they're not doing. Uh, and oftentimes I don't have the opportunity to like go over to that person and talk or have a conversation like, Oh, Hey, do you know that this is what you're doing? And this is the impact of, of what you're doing. So the idea is that we, we see these behaviors or, or lack of sometimes. And oftentimes I feel like people aren't aware that they're doing them. Yep. So I was so, wanted to be able to use this platform to ha- have that conversation with people um, to just, you know, kind of say, Hey, take, take your own temperature, take a gut check. And are you doing any of these? And what is the impact or, or at least ask that question yeah. of yourself? And it'll be fascinating because I think I'm guilty of a few of these. So let's go ahead and get started with uh, number one. So five ways you're sabotaging your workout. Number one, we're going to start with cherry picking, cherry picking, Oh, it's the worst. Um, so I get we should probably define cherry picking. Some people might not know what that means. Cherry picking would be uh, 
looking at the workouts, predetermining that you're either going to show up or not show up based on what that workout is. Yep. Uh, typically, people won't show up, or if you're cherry picking, you're not going to show up. Uh, usually, it's two things: a workout that uh, is something that you're not good at, that you already know that you're not good at, uh, so you're avoiding your weakness, or uh, it just looks really hard. Yeah, and, and you'll avoid it. Right. So the simple way is just to not look at the classes and yeah. show up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't look ahead. You know, I mean, obviously we publish the workouts ahead of time, but yeah, simple way. Don't look. Yeah. You, you know, I, I think this, this begs the question. You got to ask yourself, why are you avoiding it? And, and, and you also need to maybe ask yourself the question or shoot, just, just ask me or ask a coach, why are we doing this workout? Right. Um, one mile run for time. All right, that's not a very sexy workout. Oftentimes people cherry pick and they won't show up and they'll say, oh, well, I can do that at home. Yeah. Right. But but maybe we're writing that workout and we want that. That's a test day, right? You're going to school and you got you have your whole semester and you're learning and you have a test. So maybe we're not, I'm not actually trying to get you fitter in your one mile. I actually want to test your one mile time. Have you gotten fitter? It's just like, you know, we've recently te- retested back squat, deadlift, and press. Yep. It's a test day. Yep. Right. So you're, you're you're skipping the test sometimes. Right. When it comes to that, which should be something everyone's excited to do as a benchmark, if you will, absolutely to track progress. So if you yeah. you know test the mile a few times a year and you're making progress, well, because it's it, you're not physically you might not see it, but you know you're getting fitter. Absolutely. But yeah, if your mile time is decreasing, you're getting fitter. You, you should be right. So. Uh, and, and some people just say, well, I don't like running. Yep. Like, okay, well, I, it's, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, and, and, and there could be really good reasons that people shouldn't run and, and that's fine. But, but we want to test that stimulus. I, I want you on a bike for seven to nine minutes, or I want you on a rower for a similar time domain where, you know, if you're not coming because you don't like that thing or, or you're not good at it, you're. You're telling yourself, you're selling yourself short, really, and you're you're saying, well, I, I'll, you'll never get to a fitter place in that thing, whether that's running or overhead squatting or pull-ups or, yep, wherever that weakness is. So when you were uh, kind of outlining this, the, what I was immediately thinking of is, um, you know, we are on a journey to become fit, right? And uh, the goal for CrossFit, as we said in multiple episodes now, is to yeah. work out five or six days a week. Yep. Um, so if you start cherry picking it and you're only working out three days a week, then you're on a path to not become more fit, right? Exactly. We're in this for the long game. Right. This is not a one year stint. So we need to do what it takes to again, set us up to be fit for our life. As we talked about in episode number two. And so if you see a weakness that's coming, i.e. snatch, something like that. Great example. We'll at least come in and scale it. Yeah, but it, or if if you don't like running, but if you came in and run a mile and it took you 15 minutes, at least you did something that day as opposed to doing nothing. Right. Right. Or if you came in and you did 30 snatches at half of the weight that you think you could be doing, at least you're still coming in and doing something. Right. Right. And yeah. So big picture on our on our fitness journey, that's way better than nothing. Yeah. There, you you got to come and look at it with a with what you said, the bigger picture, right? And 
you know, we can labor this forever, but, but it's also our definition of fitness, right? Where it's constantly varied in its functional movements at relative high intensity. Yep. Um, and if you're missing out or if you're intentionally skipping those days, man, you're just, you're sabotaging on, and I'll use that language every day. And, I, um, so, so yeah, that's, that's number one for, for a good reason. Yeah. So number two is, uh, not cooling down. Yeah. The cool down is often missed. Um, we do the, the coaches and we do our best job to, to program in a cool down. And that's oftentimes grab a foam roller or do a simple stretch. And it could be just that simple as doing that. And sometimes we might not have a ton of time. There might be three or five minutes left and it just doesn't make sense to try to get a class together for three minutes. But yeah, not cooling down um, for, for, I think, two reasons. One, uh, yeah, if you're just coming off the assault bike and doing sprints on the assault bike and then you pack up and leave, your body isn't back to normal. Like you're not at homeostasis. Your head's spinning. Your nervous system is freaking out. Getting in your car and, and driving home probably isn't a good decision. One, just for safety. But but two, just you, your muscles have to come back down to normal. You just asked them to do a lot of work, right? Whatever the workout was. Um, and you need that time. Your body needs that time to respond and say, I worked hard. Let's bring it down. Chill out for a second. And then we're getting back to homeostasis. Um the second one I, I think is more practical, more tangible for people. It, it's it's the idea of increasing range of motion. Uh, the common thought, and you can increase range of motion in a bunch of different ways, but but if you really want to increase your range of motion, the, a really good time to do it is when your body is hot and warm and loose. Well, that's after a workout, right? And give me 100 people, and I'd say 99 of them or a hundred of them need or could improve a range of motion somewhere, shoulder, spine, hips, ankles, knees, whatever, right? Everybody's got something. The cool down is an opportunity to increase that range of motion, meaning you're going to get fitter because of it, Yep. right? If, if you're increasing your ankle mobility after every workout, your squat will improve over time. If your squat movement quality improves over time, you'll be able to squat more weight. You'll be able to squat faster. Therefore, you're getting fitter, right? And we could apply that to your shoulder, to your hips, to your back, whatever. Um, so I, I think that's probably the, the most tangible reason why it's it's such an important thing to do to cool down. Um you know, the question is, well, you know, why? Well, some people, I mean, sometimes, yeah, you need to jam out at the gym. You got to go. And I get that. Um, other times, maybe you just don't know what to do. If we're not structuring uh, a long cool down, hey, I want you in a Samson stretch for a minute. I want you in a Iron Cross and Scorpion for two minutes. If we don't have that structure, that's a simple ask. Like, hey, Nick, hey, coach, what can I be working on it personally, individually to get better in my cool down there's a good chance that any of the coaches are going to know hey yeah you need some t-spine mobility you need ankle mobility and, and that sort of thing would that um would that cool down depend on the workout of the day or can you just kind of prescribe just a couple of movements because i'm guilty as charge on this task right here and i usually get done i'm out of the gym but um so is it hey go give me 
you know, a couple iron crosses. Sure. A um, couple up, down, dog, down, or up, dog, down, dog, something right. like that. Is, the, is it that simple or is it? Could be. Um, it could be. It. There is workout specific cool downs. Um, we had a lot of quad work in today's workout, right? So your quads are really sore. So I would say, you know, we're going to want to stretch out the hip flexors, which is the top of your quad connects to the hip to help increase that. Yeah. So I'd say that would be a prescription for everybody is some hip flexor. And then you could grab a foam roller to, to work the, the quads as well. Um, but no, it, it could be as simple as, yeah, I mean, there are, you could choose three or four and just do those every time and, and, and that would work too. Yeah. You know, I, you know, sometimes when we do like the active cool down or something like that and, you know, I would see, oh, that's 10 minutes I don't really want to spend, but if I'm going to go do 10 iron cross, right. you know, five up dogs, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and a couple other stretches, well, I, I can get that done in 90 seconds or sure. two minutes and that allows me to bring my heart rate down. Yep. Or foam roll. Maybe another task would just be is exactly. to do a quick foam roll. and Yeah. And that's the other, the other small piece of it is actually the better you are at cooling down, i.e. recovery or starting that recovery process, the less sore you're going to be, the less sore you are, the faster you recover, you'll be able to work out with relative high intensity yeah. tomorrow or, you know, whenever that next workout is. So, no, I, I like that one because it's a, I, I, you know, we do like the, you know, we used to do the Ramwad a little bit more mm-hmm. than we do now. Um, and I think we do a really good job of getting done, you know, a few minutes before we always most likely have five minutes. Yeah. That's pretty, very rarely do we have a workout that extends past all the way to the 60 minute um, mark. Yeah. So just doing something for a few minutes is a good one. So, yeah. Uh, so number three opposite of cooling down is not warming up well. Yeah. Not warming up well. Um, there, this makes me think of a couple things. Um, one, your, your body needs to warm up, right? You need to move your body in the movement patterns that you're going to be asking it to do in the workout. Uh, it's just not wise if you're, we're deadlifting to walk in the front door tie your shoes a little tighter and put a bunch of weight on the bar and start deadlifting. Yep. You know, you're, you've got to get your body moving. You've got to look at your entire day or the previous couple of days and say, man, I've, I've haven't done this movement pattern at all. You know, we're doing, let's say we're doing pull-ups. It's not like you're just going to go and start cranking out pull-ups right. when you walk in the front door. Like you haven't done a pull-up or you probably haven't had your hands over your head hanging onto something since the last workout, 24, 48 hours. Right. Yep. So You've got to get your body ready to do the thing that that we're going to be doing in the workout. Um, so, so that's that's the big big one, you know, just actually physically doing it and paying attention and and actually, you know, I think it's a good practice to ask yourself, hey, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, why am why am I doing down dog right now? What what good is that going to do me? Well, we did it today because um, we were jumping rope a little bit. Because we're jumping rope. And we had our hands over our head. We're doing pull-ups. So we're, we're jumping rope. We want to warm up the ankles. Um, you know, hand our hands over our head. So we want to get the shoulders in the right position. And, and down dog is an easy and effective way to do that. So, um, And so do you see from uh, warming up, so whether we're doing line drills or you're doing that, how important it is for the people to be intentional and actually do the warm-up? 
Yeah, see that that that's where I was thinking my brain was going the next one. It's actually physically do the warm up and and move with intention. So I think what we're getting at there is like let's say I, part of the warm up is let's do two rounds, 10 push-ups, 10 air squats, 10 ring rows, 10 sit-ups, right? Yep. You know, and I try to say often, you know, make them your best, the best air squats you've ever done in your life. And and I truly mean that. You should be warming up with intention. You should be warming up, you know, pr- what is it? Practice like you play, right? Mm-hmm. Like perfect practice makes perfect play. Like you, you need to understand that how you move your body in the warm-up has implications on how you're going to perform in the workout. You're, you're building a movement pattern and it's a mental movement pattern too. If you're, if you're knowingly just kind of doing half hearted air squats in the warm up because it's just a warm up, um, that's a, that's a probably not the best mental habit to, to choose. Yep. You know, you're, you're choosing to perform less than you're capable of. Right. Yep. And that has some implications later on. So, yep. um, I think the other thing too is just, um, it's definitely it helps with the rhythm of the class, you know, that we're all there. And if there's, if you have a class of 10 people and, you know, two people are talking the whole time and they're not warming up and they're off to the side, then it kind of starts to affect the whole class. For sure. You know, so I think it's very important that, you know, we all listen to the coach, get engaged and do the warm up and get, get off to a good start, you know. And some, yes, you're always going to have uh, the incident where you may you know, leaving work late something like that and you come in and but you're going to jump right in but yeah if you're there then let's do the warm-out to get together totally and let's be intentional about it let's start having fun absolutely yeah i mean whether it's your first day or your thousandth day like the same principles apply you need to your body needs to warm up just like my body needs to warm up doesn't matter your age weight how long you've been doing crossfit or not you know and, and then you need to at least from from where i stand in the class like I want to see you moving well in the warm-up because you're, that's going to indicate how well you're going to move in that workout. And we've, we talked about this in another episode, but, um, and I think you're a big fan of this, but getting to a little bit of a sweat in your warm-up, how important is that? Yeah. Um, I think it's really important. Um, it, that is, like if you're doing the bike and you're doing the row or you're doing something that you can moderate the intensity there pretty quickly. Now, yep. it's hard to, you know, if you're doing monster walks, it's hard to break a sweat maybe doing that. Right. But if we do, you know, five push-ups, 10 air squats, you know, 10 pull-ups or whatever, you can definitely elevate that intensity to start kind of breaking a sweat there. How important yep. is that to get warmed up that way? I think I think it's super important. You know, you just look at any other sport or any other athlete, like they go through an extensive warm-up shoot. I mean, the Chiefs are playing, you know, in the Super Bowl. Like game times at what five o'clock? They start warming up at what two o'clock? Mm-hmm. I guarantee they're sweating at least once, twice, probably five times before that. You know, so it, yeah, that plays into your, again, you're asking your body. I, I think we sometimes forget like what we're actually asking our body to do in a heavy, hard CrossFit workout. Like, what's going on inside of our body is is not normal, and we need to prepare it. We can't go from sitting in our car, sitting at our desk, go from zero to a hundred miles an hour without priming that, that yeah. motor a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it's critical, honestly, to, to get your body warm, AKA sweat a little bit. Everybody's going to sweat a little, you know, differently. Some people just, it's 
faucets, you know, after three minutes, but, and I don't sweat, sweat like, uh, but you got to get warmed up. I mean, literally that's the word, warm your body up. Warm the body. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four is earning your meal, uh, or treat or reward drink is kind of what we wrote down there. Yeah. So I think the concept here is, uh, well, I got to go to the gym and work out so I can go to happy hour with my friends or I got to go to the work. I got to go work out tonight uh, so I can have ice cream or yep. man, I, I did so well in that workout. I'm going to eat the biggest cheeseburger and, and I'm going to eat all of the fries, right? Like rewarding yourself because you had a great workout, which, Hey, I like, I'm all for the reward. It's just what, what is the reward? And is that reward actually, taking you a step ahead or two steps behind yeah right um you know you're gonna burn let's just say 300 calories in a workout well if your reward is to go have a six pack of beer you're gonna have 600 calories or more yep after that um that's why i work out all day friday whenever (laughs) i go to all six classes yeah (laughs) well and that's obviously simple math but it's there's the concept, right? Yep. Like, I think you sometimes people overestimate the impact of that workout, and they and it gives them this carte blanche to say, "Well, I I earned it, you know, I earned my my ice cream uh, or the, the drinks or, or right. whatever that treat is." Which, again, th- you're taking yourself two steps behind if that's one your mentality, and two if you're actually executing and doing that that act i mean that's that's sabotaging it yeah you could literally work out for an entire hour and then go to quit trip and eat one bag of chips and neutralize that whole workout yeah for nothing for nothing you know and it's it's so funny you don't know this because uh you know you were not on the podcast but the nutritional podcast that we just did with christine she talked about this mindset and how you think about food and she said almost a verbatim what you just said there. So yeah, it's very important that, <clears throat> yes, food is part of our journey, um, but it sh- food should never be a reward No, for something. And I so, don't think so. No, food is, uh, this isn't sexy, but food is fuel. Yep. Food is the, the energy that your body needs to do the tasks that you're asking of it, whether that's cognitive, your mental tasks, what you're thinking, or, or physically what we're doing. You know, if you're putting junk in, you know the rest of that sentence, right? Yep. Like you, you know the results that are going to happen. So, the the food is a reward. Yeah, is is a mindset shift that that you got to reframe the way that you think of food and the way that you treat food uh, and drink, honestly, because that you know if you're not, that's a big part of it too. Yep. The the, the sixty seven ounce quick trip diet and soda will. We'll derail it. It tastes so good, though. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on to our last uh, one is being distracted while working out. Yeah, I put this in here. Um, this is probably a soft sabotage, right? The other ones are, are pretty big. But but again, from where I stand in the class and what I see, that there are there's an a million distractions that could pull us off of our focus. And I think if we're, if we're intent with, man, you're coming into the gym 
to improve your fitness and you're really serious about that, um, you want to be as focused as you can. Multitasking shouldn't really be a thing. That's not necessarily to say, hey, like, I want everybody to talk and smile and laugh and all that stuff. Like, those are all good things. But the, the, the classic example for me is like the phone or the watch, right? Especially the watch now. Like, like leave your phone away. Most people do. The, the phones are on the cubbies, but turn it on vibrate or turn it off. You know, like I, I hope and I want people to have this hour at the gym that is focused time and you're not, you don't have to think about the outside world. Like, man, disconnect from your tech for an hour, just one. You know, and now with the with having a, a watch, all that information come literally to your wrist. You know, you're in the middle of pull ups, and you're like, "Oh, what's going? On? Who's texting me?" Or, yep. or like, "Oh, what's on the news?" Or that sort of thing. So I, I see it as it it takes your focus away from the task at hand. You know, and we know now that multitasking really reduces your productivity. So I apply that in the gym as if you're multitasking, if you're distracted mentally by what's going on on your device, then you're not able to give 100% mental and therefore physical effort into the workout. Therefore, I think it's it's a soft sabotage on your performance in that workout. Yeah. I think just simply being, simply put is, you know, we're paying money to work out. We're devoting the time to work out. So let's come and enjoy the one hour, get away from yeah. the world, unwind or start your day, whatever time Either you're way. working out and be very intentional about that effort and, um, enjoying it. I mean, it's, you know, if you've been doing it long enough, it's more about the community and more about the fun side of it. Yes. Yes. The workout is fantastic. Um, but it's a fun thing to do. You know, if you're just going to sit there and I know we're exaggerating a little bit, but if you're just going to sit there and text, then what's sure. the point of coming to the gym and working out? Exactly. Because you might as well just be texting at home. Right. So, or you can go to a globo gym and text while you're walking on the treadmill yeah. or the elliptical, right? Yeah. Like, you know, not to knock on that, but, but we're, we're elevating. We have a higher standard, yeah. right? We're, we're trying to get fitter than you can possibly get doing all that other stuff on your own at, you know, big box gym. So, yeah, I, you know, it. don't get me wrong. There are reasons to, like, you know, you might need to stay in contact with, you know, kids, babysitter, a spouse, right? Like, I get that. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want people to not hear the, the, the root of this message. Is it like, do what you can or, or be aware of your own mental focus on what's going on, mm -hmm. right? And again, that mean that doesn't mean that you got to be like stone faced and not interact with somebody. I actually think that probably detracts from your workout too. If you're not interacting with other people and you're trying to just be off in the corner doing your own deal because you're so focused, like that probably takes away too. Well, just even as simple as so you know we've been doing a lot of uh, EMOMs or every other minute on the minute workouts, and so if we yeah. do you know a 16 minute EO mom, right? Yeah. And between each one, you walk over and you get a drink of water. You walk over, check your phone or walk over and classic example, you know, talk to your kids or walk over and do something. You know, I mean, that that time right there is very easy to get distracted. Right. Yeah. As opposed to 
to your point, is just sticking into it for 16 minutes mentally, right? So if right. you're doing back squat and you're trying to build to a one rep max like we did last week, then mentally you probably need to be ga- engaged. You can't be wandering around and then come back and say, okay, I'm going to lock in in five seconds and I'm going to lift 300 pounds. Yeah, and I'm going to do the heaviest, you know, I'm going to lift the heaviest load that I've asked my body to ever lift in this movement, press whatever it was doing. Yeah, the back squat. Like, yeah, you've got to be focused mentally to physically perform well. So, um, I, you know, I like it. I like the, the overall topic, you know, as a, somebody that is an athlete that's being coached, it's very interesting to kind of see what you came up with there. And obviously, as I said, I'm guilty of a few of them, not a big fan of cooling down. Um, <laughs> it's not fun. I mean, that it, and then it's the, really not, but the earning your meal treats and stuff, not that I go that big about it, but, uh, Fridays are, have definitely a little bit more of a motivation factor to it. But, uh, no, I definitely take that to heart. And it's, it's good to see, cause you see, you know, you're seeing five or six classes a day, yeah. you know, you're coaching three or four of those yep. and you're seeing it all. And, you know, if you're in the class, you're maybe not um, aware of what you're maybe doing. Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's, it's good. And, and all of these are common, honestly. Like if someone listening to this is like, oh my gosh, I'm guilty of all of those. Like you're not alone, honestly. Yeah, I, it happens and it's been happening and it will continue to happen. But uh, I think if anybody, you know, if, if there's a takeaway from this out of those five, like just ask yourself those questions. And if you're not aware that you're doing one of those, you're like, am I cherry picking workouts or am I not moving well in warm ups or, or what am I doing? Like I'd say that's a, a takeaway is like, just ask yourself those questions. Like what am I doing or what am I not doing? Yeah. Um, so it's so funny. Um, I just listened to a entree leadership podcast over the weekend with Michael Hyatt on uh productive meetings and basically, it's almost the exact same thing that you identified in sabotaging your workouts. The distraction in meetings today is just, it's comical, you know, especially with the watch. Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, we used to usually get everyone to put their cell phones down, but now everyone does the whole wrist, the They're wrist look, you know, wrist. and, and uh, so you can never get anybody's attention in a meeting. So it's it's funny. So whether it's, whether it's CrossFit, KCI CrossFit, or whether it's a, a meeting that you're having during the day, it's pretty much exact same principles there. Principles apply. So yep. maybe this will help your work life yeah. and your workout life. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all the same. All right. Well, thanks it. for sharing that with us. And um, please don't forget to email your topics to podcast at kcicrossfit.com. And make sure you tell a friend about your favorite podcast. Uh, It's starting to pick up momentum. So we're super proud of that and excited for the next one. Yeah. Thanks, guys.